The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. This is the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply, but the op- opinions, rather, certainly are not. It's that way, Jez. I'm going the right way. And it's yeah. me, Matt. Your hand's not even on the screen, so it doesn't matter, really. No. You're just, you're just kind of do this. waving your hands, the hands around up. outside catch, the screen. <laughs> it's, a, it's a that way, Jez. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. You got there in the end. That's the one. I'm yeah. Just... just just grow dinosaur hands, uh, T-Rex hands. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy St. David's Day, Jez. You're Welsh. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's... Well, well Welsh over here in the, the southeast of England. Uh, you could probably make the argument <laughs> I'm more French than Welsh based on location. But yes, yes. Uh, happy uh, well, Taffy Daffy Day, as I like to call it. I'm allowed to call it that because I lived in Wales for 20 years. So, you know, uh, that's... I could do what I want, basically. Uh, and as we record today, it is first yeah. of March, Saint David's Day. It won't be by the time anyone sees this, but retroactive, <laughs> Happy Taffy Day. So there you go. Abs- absolutely, yeah. Episode one hundred and two, because that's how, uh, like you like to put it, that's how maths works and and numbers go. Um, yeah, it's it's been a hectic, hectic um, week since last week. We're we're three weeks in a row which has been a while since we did three in a row um but yeah it's it's all good it's all good um yeah welcome again it's two minute warning let's get started with yeah you, all you the good what, news all the bad news you know what this is is by now you know what our show is uh once again, we're going to cover some of the news in the uh, NFL offseason and then get into XFL for week three. Um, and yeah. n- not long until we're uh, going to be doing the USFL as well. It's, no, oh, it's, no. It's late April, isn't it? Is it early April or late April? I can never remember. I think we might have some time yet. No. But we'll I'll, I'll have to look because I'm not a follower, Jez. I've got to pick my team and I've got to do all that stuff, you know, mm. the, it, like they used to do on Sky Sports. Yeah. Mm. It is a palaver, uh, and also a bit of a palaver, segueing maybe not so neatly into our first topic. The uh, NFL have released their list of the top 101 free agents of 2023. There are some big names on this list, but uh, today and in this episode, we're mostly going to focus on quarterbacks. So the question is, of this list, and you can find it on NFL.com, I think it's NFL.com slash top. 101 or something like that Mm -hmm. uh who in the list of quarterbacks do you think is a must re-sign for their team and why two minutes up 
I, I was going to go for the obvious answer of Lamar Jackson because he appears at number one um, for for those that are going to go over and look. But I've gone with Dan Jones, Daniel Jones, uh, great Welsh name for for the first of March, uh, but he's not Welsh. Maybe he's got Welsh heritage. Anyway, yes, he's the New York Giants quarterback. Um, they they just really need to pay him and get on with him. Um, He's improved exponentially over the last season, in my opinion. If you give the guy the weapons, and a lot of analysts have said this, um, the weapons he deserves, then you you can't argue with what he could do. If they don't, maybe he should go elsewhere. He's he he's got a good O line. He just needs protection, um, and that would set him up on a championship run. Hey, Dan. Come to New England, you'll be great. I could see him in in the New England system, actually. Mm. Certainly better than any of the people you've got. Uh, it's a good choice. Uh, on my list, though, is Geno Smith. Uh, I'm a big proponent of Geno Smith. It's not a secret <laughs> on this podcast. He, and I think it's fair to say that he was a top 10 quarterback in 2022. He had a massive career resurgence. Probably the best season he's ever had uh, in, in his entire NFL career. Quite a lengthy NFL career now. Um Seattle obviously need to be looking forwards as well beyond this season and I'm I'm not saying that Geno Smith is their long-term answer however with no future-proof options out there available they'll need to look at the draft so any rookie that they they bring in will need to adjust and I think spending a year behind Geno Smith who has proven in that system already uh, I think that could be priceless for them so Smith provides a win-now option while developing for the future. Pay demand. Give him that big contract that he deserves, at least for one year. Yeah, yeah, he he's, he's certainly um, stopped the Seahawks from sinking, didn't he? Um, and, uh, and sort of protected them from what could have been disaster after losing Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. It's it's two good choices out of the top one hundred and one of um, people coming into free agency, possibly. Um, however, we continue with the news that broke moments after we finished recording our show last week. The Kansas City Chiefs have promoted. Drum roll, please! It's your favourite uh, coach, head coach. Now, not so much head coach, Matt Nagy. There's a name for you, Chicago Bears fans, to remember. He's been promoted to offensive coordinator after Eric Bieniemy's departure. Hey, you're the perfect guy to, to start us off, Jez, on this one. What what do you think of this move, Jez? Well, I kind of gave you in a nutshell what I think about this move when you sent me this news last week on Messenger. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. I think it was either several laugh emojis or like lol 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 or something <laughs> like that because it is hilarious to me that he is back in this position as offensive coordinator. And let's be honest, the Kansas City Chiefs don't actually have an offensive coordinator. The plays run through Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. that is why Eric Bieniemy had to to go elsewhere. We discussed that last week. Uh, he's been overlooked for head coaching mm-hmm. jobs left, right, and center because, in no large part, because of Matt Nagy. We had Matt Nagy as the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Uh, he did good things. Um, mm-hmm. 
or it seemed he did good things on the merits of that was promoted to head coach of the Chicago Bears and uh, we all know how that went not very well so yeah great Matt Nagy's got the cushiest job in the world uh, and I hope he stays there forever not going to be a head coach anywhere else yeah it's a case of pay the man right uh, no let's not pay Matt Nagy um, what does he actually bring to Kansas Um he was a losing head coach in Chicago. Um, and how do you actually replace Eric Bieniemy, uh with, with Matt Nagy? It's it's crazy to think um, you go from a very good um, offensive coordinator, yes, overlooked, and as you rightly pointed out, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes run the offensive uh, plays uh, 100% in Kansas. So, yeah, Bienemy's done the right thing. Matt Nagy, cushiest job. As you've rightly said, for me, it's lunacy, and that's what it is. Um, I like to be proven wrong, but seldom am I wrong, uh, especially about bad coaches. Matt Nagy is going to suffer, and I can't see him lasting even a season. Fair enough. Yeah, I think we're on the, the same wavelength <clears throat> there. And uh, in a in a, a freak don't know how I managed to do it. We've uh, got you introducing two topics back to back. So back to you for the next one. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's my favorite team. It's the Washington Commanders. Um, they've announced on Monday that they were releasing quarterback Carson Wentz. Um, oh, poor Carson, right? Um, have Washington done the right thing here? Uh, what is next for poor Carson? Let's put two minutes upon this, Jez. I mean, there's there's a kind of double-edged question there. Have they done the right thing here? Yes. Did they do the right thing last year when they hired him? Or they even traded for him, I think. No. Yeah. No. I'm not sure why anybody ever thought that Carson Wentz, uh, after his you know time in Philadelphia and how badly that yeah. ended, why anybody ever thought that he was going to be a starter in the NFL again. I don't think he is. I don't think he should have been. And yet two teams have given him that shot and he's bombed out for both of them. Uh, and this time around with the, the Washington Commanders, he went back to his old form of um, hurting himself, tripping over blades of grass and, and spending most of the time injured. So uh, they have done the right thing. What's next for Carson mm -hmm. Wentz? A backup position at best, in my opinion. Um, there are plenty of teams that would, you know, he would fit as a backup. I don't think anybody should entertain him as a starter in the NFL, though. No, absolutely not. And, and that's what a lot of people have, have come out and said since the news was announced that he'll end up as a backup somewhere, um, maybe in the XFL, Jez. Who knows? Uh, yeah, backup um, simply because he's not a starter anymore. Um, I, I'm not saying that he's had the worst career, but he's just not got it anymore. Um, I can see him going to Vegas, maybe, if they don't find a Derek Carr replacement, even if Wentz ends up as QB1 to even start the season or, or pre-season. That won't last long. Um, but, yeah, in, in this situation, the Washington Commanders have, have made the right call for, for me as, a, as an onlooker, as an analyst of sorts for what's going on he's not very good he wasn't very good in philadelphia 
he was lucky to win, win a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, goodbye, Carson. Well, he wasn't even on the field when he won the Super Bowl, was he? That you know, the system won nope. the won the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not even going to give <coughs> Nick Foles the credit. Yeah. So, yeah, very lucky to have a ring <laughs> at all, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Moving on then, and I actually get to to introduce this one. Isn't that nice? Uh, Another quarterback (laughs) on the way out of their team is Marcus Mariota. The Falcons released the quarterback after one year with the club. Very similar situation to to Carson Wentz. They announced that on Tuesday morning. Same question as before. Have Atlanta done the right thing here? And what is next for Mariota? Two minutes up. For me, just, just looking back at Marcus Mariota's career and, and remembering him coming into the league, I think even when he came in as a rookie, I, I drafted him to my fantasy team all those all those years back, and it's it's eight years ago now. Um, one season on the Falcons, they didn't really fly at all. Eight years in the league, like I said, but only 92 career touchdowns. That doesn't sound or even look anywhere near the promise that he bought out of Oregon. Um, he was he was a duck. Um, he seems to have a bit of a duck of a career. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's awful. Wherever he ends up, again the same as Carson Wentz. He's going as a backup and absolutely nothing else. Yeah, I can see it as 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 a backup. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, you say he had a duck of a career. Um, perhaps maybe it was a goose of a career. Uh, there are some people out there that will get that yeah. joke. Um, <laughs> I don't expect you to. Uh, okay, so yes, he hasn't had the most stellar NFL career, and his best year was definitely last year with the Falcons. I I think in in a lot of ways, Mar- Marcus Mariota was slightly ahead of his time. As quarterbacking was changing in the NFL, he fits more of the the kind of modern mold. If you look at all of the people who are going to be drafted in this year's quarterback class, it's all of the you know run first, mobile, pass afterwards quarterbacks. And to me, I think there is one home for Marcus Mariota as a backup, and that is with my Chicago Bears. I think he fits the Bears system behind Justin Fields perfectly certainly would be better than Nathan frickin' Peterman. So, yeah, Bears, do the damn thing. Marcus Mariota for the backup. Interesting choice. Like I said, a lot of promise. And as you said, ahead of, of his time in, in, in a sort. Um, hey, we keep on rolling with these QBs. Uh, and it's after having a tough year with Tennessee Titans last year. It was thought that Ryan Tannehill was on the outs, but Tuesday, their new GM Ron Carthen um, said that he will be a Titan in 2023. Should should he be? Is this their best move? What other options do they have? Let's put two minutes up on the Titans and their situation. Well, I think that last question you asked is the key one, really. What other options do they have? Uh, they they saw what life was like when when Ryan Tannehill wasn't available this year. Mm-hmm. They had Malik Willis who started and and then 
he was there um and that was about it really he didn't mm. meet his potential okay the titans managed to to trade away anything resembling a receiver last year so that he didn't really have many options to throw to plus you know derrick henry can only do so much and then the qb will have to actually step up so who does fit in that system I don't think very many people do. Are they going to keep Josh Dobbs, who they went to late in the year? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So I think Ryan Tannehill is your best option. Maybe look to to draft a quarterback or bring in another veteran. If you are lucky, you might be able to get, you know, a a Derek Carr or maybe even an Aaron Rodgers if you you try your hardest. Um, But without that in place, yeah, you've got to stick with Ryan Tannehill. What else are you going to do? Well, yeah, Ryan Tannehill has the experience. He has uh, the leadership qualities of a of a quarterback that has again never had the the career that was promised. Um, hey, there's there's no other real choice. Um, and I guess it's a case of do they look to the draft class? But again, we know from from looking early that this draft class doesn't really have any good rookie quarterbacks. Um Aaron Rodgers maybe a name. Um if he even goes from Green Bay, then hey, does Tennessee be the choice? Is it dark enough for him? Because we know he likes dark places. Um uh, yeah. Um Aaron Rodgers could be their fit. I mean, there's no darker place for Aaron Rodgers than his own soul. So uh, I, I think it's mm. a, a high bar to meet, really. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else you got, guys? Like, don't don't mess around. <laughs> Just stick with what you've got. Anyway, last week I put out a call. I put out a call for listener questions, and the people answered. Thank you very much for that. So let's uh, discuss some listener questions for the the next couple of topics. Our first question comes from a good friend of the podcast, Pico. We love Pico. He asks, how far is the gap from Patrick Mahomes to the second best QB in the league? So in that, Pico posits that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I'm not necessarily going to argue. How far... Has the gap grown? Has the gap grown? Two great questions. Patrick Mahomes and the second best. Two minutes up. Well, I'm not going to argue that that Patrick Mahomes isn't the best. Um, he's he's young still. He's won two Super Bowls in four years. It, it starts to be compared. Well, it has been compared alongside. Tom Brady's career, and we all know that Tom Brady has been called the greatest of all time. Um, maybe more so in in modern football, uh, and not what we knew of the the seventies and eighties. Um, but yeah, um, for me, I, I guess you you look down to Josh Allen, maybe being the second best. There's there's not many others that I can say. Oh, we'll we'll throw. I don't know, Lamar Jackson in there. Lamar Jackson's nowhere near that conversation. Yeah, um, Josh Allen would be the answer. The gap is is rather large. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. And to answer this question, you do need to kind of decide and put out there who you think the second best QB is. And mm. I agree with you, as much as a subjective question as it is, I suppose it is Josh Allen who is in that second place. And when you look at their stats, they've, they've played roughly the same number of games, give or take a, a, a few through injury and whatnot. Their stats difference is pretty big. But I, I don't think that's really where the gap exists. I think the gap between them is fairly intangible because they have both had success in this league. But mm-hmm. Mahomes seems to have that intangible quality above and beyond his playing ability. And that is just a clutch ability to win when it matters. We've spoken before about the Bills and how they're there or thereabouts and they should be in the Super Bowl every year. But they're not. Patrick Mahomes is there or thereabouts, regardless of the team around him. So mm. I think if that path continues, you know, the rest of the league is in serious trouble for a long time to come. Unless Mahomes yeah. decides yeah. to retire early. You never know. Well, that's that's it. I mean, he's what, twenty eight now? It's well old, isn't it? He's, yeah, it's well old. <laughs> He's, he's got years on me. Um, anyway, yes, um, we we come to our next listener question, and that comes from John D. His question is, with Brady retired, what options do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have at quarterback? Interesting question. My, more, my question would be, what are the fans going to do? But, uh, yeah, John, you asked the question, We'll answer. Let's put two minutes up, Jez. It, it's a very short answer with me. None. They have no <laughs> options at quarterback without Tom Brady. And that's not, not me just saying, you know, you can't replace Brady, which is obviously true. It's no, they have no contingency for the fact that Tom Brady is retired. They had no contingency for Tom Brady becoming injured in the time that he was there. They had no plan. And it's going to come back and bite them now. The next man up, apparently, is Kyle Trask, who uh, I believe was drafted in the, the 2020 draft. I think uh, Alex and I discussed him in our uh, in our early mock draft at the early stage of this podcast. Jason Licht, I think that's how you say his name, Light Licht, I don't know, um, said, yeah, we're very excited about Kyle. We're very excited about him getting the opportunity to be the starter. We'd be very comfortable with that. Is that just the most non-committal thing you've ever heard? Yeah, he he can maybe be the starter. Um, we'd be all right with that, I suppose. Yeah. So they don't know what their options are. Draft, free agency, panic, I think, are the options. Yeah, maybe not so much in that order. I had a good panic. Um, anyway, yeah, Jason has been licking something because he's been given stupid answers and absolutely been non-committal. Um, yeah, Kyle Trask is a good option, I guess, um, but has had no chance really to get reps under the shadow of the aforementioned Tom Brady. Uh, Derek Carr keeps popping up. Uh, we mentioned his name uh, last week. Does he want the sunshine of Tampa Bay, another another quarterback that that the name we've we've pulled out tonight, uh, Marcus Mariota. 
but he's no starter. Um, hey, panic, Buccaneers, panic. I think they call it a rebuilding year. I think that's what uh, <laughs> what's in store for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, just 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 about yeah. Maybe maybe more than one, depending. Well, uh, that does it for our NFL conversation uh, for today, and that does it for our listener questions as well. Thank you very much for those. Keep them coming. Uh, there's plenty more off season, and uh, we'll have plenty more opportunity to answer questions mm-hmm. there. We move to the XFL, but first, it's time to review our prediction competition. Matt, would you like to take us through our predictions from week two in the XFL? Absolutely, Jez. So, yeah, we, we go uh, score after week one was you, Jez. You had four. I had two. Week two came around. Jez, you had two. I had all four. That was a perfect four and oh. It doesn't happen very often. In but fact, just it's never remember, happened. Just remember, there's only eight teams in this league. Uh, anyway, yes, <laughs> it's easier said than done, though. Um, from the U-Bets, um, you asked the question, with from Arlington Renegades, Houston Roughnecks game, which defence will get the most interceptions in the game? You said Roughnecks, and I said tie. Um that was just going off stupidness. Uh, Roughnecks had one. Arlington had none. So, Jez, point for you. Well played. Um, my you bet uh, is would we see a total point across the weekend, total over or under? It's a nice thing in this XFL. 150 points total. Both of us said under. 133 points were scored. Point for each. Week two total. Jez, you've got four. I've got five. Spring League total to date. Jez, eight. Matt, seven. It's never, ever been that close before. No, that's closer than, than it's ever been in this competition. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah. Congrats, you know. I, Thank you very much. I'd much rather it be competitive, so long may you not be yeah. a dum-dum, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. It's been an interesting start to the XFL. I'm looking forward to to throwing some more Spring League uh, football into it um, and and getting those scores up there. Obviously, we're not going to hit the heights of our NFL season scores. But, yeah, it'd be be, uh, good to see where we come out and and, uh, throw in some random U bets in uh, at the end of the show as well. So, yes, it is the XFL. And week three kicks off on a Saturday night with the Seattle Sea Dragons, I keep going to call them Seahawks, uh, versus the Vegas, uh, at the Vegas Vipers. Game is at midnight GMT, 7pm Eastern. It's on FX in the US. It's probably on ESPN Plus over here. Um, what do we think uh, of this game in week three, uh, rolling towards mid-season? Yeah. Uh, I've got to say right off the bat that the Vipers were pretty disappointing last week. Mm. They showed some decent things in week one, uh, but yeah. after Luis, I can't say his name, Luis Perez struggled early last week, he was benched in favour of Brett Hundley, 
who uh, in his relief went 11 of 18 for 98 yards, but failed to score. Not stellar, but n- not bad, not not terrible. Perhaps with a week of, of first-team reps, Hundley can do more with this offense. That remains to be seen. The Sea Dragons, uh, yeah, don't call them Seahawks, don't call them just <laughs> Dragons, uh, other Seattle teams. They're 0-2, but they showed a lot more willing last week than the majority of the other offences in the league, so don't count them out. Ben DiNucci went for 19 of 29, 196 yards and two touchdowns. That is fairly respectable for a for a spring league. So I think the Sea Dragons are going to outscore the Vipers in this one and pick up their first win. Yeah, so so the Vipers came up short 18-6 to in a, what happened to be a tighter game than most expected versus DC defenders and even led at halftime six to zip uh, offensively this um, version of, of the XFL and both teams in question here just aren't firing on all cylinders however that is yet and it may very well materialize this week Sea Dragons missed out by only two points to the very impressive uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks. Um, so they do have it all to do here. I think in this case, Vipers are out of the question. Sea Dragons win. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that what we saw from the Vipers in week one was a fluke. We thought that they mm. wouldn't be that good coming into the season. And then they showed showed up in week one, and now they're living to the the predictions. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's Saturday night, but I'm very excited about this. On Sunday, we've got a good old fashioned triple header. It kicks off at six p.m. UK time, one p.m. Eastern in the US. Also on uh, FX, it's the St. Louis Battlehawks and the DC Defenders. What do we think of this one? Two minutes. Yeah, so DC and St. Louis have, have been two good offensive lines and two, two de- defences that could or can be good on their day. Uh, this could be game of the week. Uh, Battle Hawks, in my opinion, have the better um, offensive line, but the defence has been leaky. Um it's a huge ask to go to uh, DC. I think they play in some sort of baseball stadium uh, and they've been calling for fans to come out to fill the stadium. So if you're out in DC, go along, give this one a watch. <laughs> Tickets are quite cheap, actually, for the XFL. I think they start about $15. Um, yeah, so it could be a good one. Um, could the Battle Hawks actually break the shields down? I don't think so. I'm still shields up. DC win. Yeah, you're still very much team defenders, aren't you? I've I, I have moved mm. on. I will say, but that that's for another <laughs> uh, another two minutes. The the Battlehawks did just enough last week against the Sea Dragons, as we mentioned. Uh, AJ McCarron managed this team fairly well, uh, but they struggled to get the running game going. Uh, that's a, a major drawback for for the Battlehawks. This is a nice game to kick Sunday off with, I think. Uh, we should see some points scored here. Mm-hmm. Last week, Jordan Tamu struggled to find his feet against the Vipers. He wasn't hugely productive in the air, 11 of 23 for 93 yards and zero touchdowns. 
But he added 68 yards on the ground. Pair that with the fact that their running game, in addition to that, did get going. Abram Smith averaged 6.5 yards a carry, which is brilliant for a running back. And they were able to grind out a win with that one. I think they do it again here. Uh, I'm going DC Defenders to win at home over the Battle Hawks. Very good game, this. Yeah, yeah. Really, um, really excited to watch that one. And it's on at a decent time, which is important for us UK based XFL fans. Mm-hmm. Next game on our slate. And yes, as I said, there's only eight teams in the league. This is team number five and six of the eight that we're talking about this week. Um, it's the Orlando Guardians at the Arlington Renegades. It's 9pm GMT, 4pm Eastern. Another decent time for a Sunday evening. What do we think of this one, Jez? Yeah, this one's also on uh, FX for, for people keeping score. I'm not going to talk about the Renegades much, I'm going to say, because the Orlando Guardians are a freaking mess. And it starts at the top. The, the coaching staff last week brought a 2QB system with absolutely horrific consequences. Neither Paxton Lynch or DeAndre Francois got going. Francois was the guy that looked more comfortable in the offense, but he wasn't really given the time. Uh, I was doing live analysis on, on jazzsports.com as this game went on, and it was frustrating to see whenever... Francois looked like he was about to to lead this team. He was out and Paxton Lynch was back in to do Paxton Lynch things. It's very, very frustrating. Mm. Um, head coach Terrell Buckley vowed to go back to the drawing board. Good choice. You need to. Maybe fire yourself. That seems like a good <laughs> idea at this stage. Renegades win. Yeah, it's a case of Guardians lol. Um, shipped the most points last week in a 30-12 to 12 loss. So, defence is an issue. Offence is a big issue. Uh, what can you do apart from be the crappiest team in the XFL right now? Um, Renegades came up short versus the Oilers, uh, whatever they're called. Um, yeah, I like the Oilers. They are the Oilers. Um yeah, it's they are much better than that loss for sure. Renegades have so much potential. They seem to have it right coaching-wise. They seem to have it a, a decent balance on both sides of the ball. They've been exciting to watch if you've caught the Renegades. I suggest watching this one just for the fact that it could be a burger. Renegades win. I do like a burger. Yeah. You, Absolutely. Promising any cheese with that burger then, Matt? Or uh Absolutely. I mean they 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 they, they come from Arlington, Texas. I mean, come on, you could have cheese on it, right? It's gonna be on a barbecue too and, and some decent barbecue sauce. There we are. It's a full cheese barbecue burger with barbecue sauce and bacon. Fair enough. And in all of this barbecue, you know, uh <laughs> in the in the state of texas takes us into our final game of the week an all texas affair it's not difficult to have an all texas affair because half of the teams in this league are, uh, <laughs> are from texas last game then san antonio brahmas take on the houston roughnecks 
1 a.m. GMT. Bit late for us, but what are you going to do? 8 p.m. Eastern in the States. It's on ESPN2 in the United States, and we will discuss it for about two minutes. Absolutely. On two, in two. Um, yeah, Brahmas were last week's biggest scorers with 30 points. Impressive for a team that looked shaky in week one. Um, Oilers are the team to beat in the XFL 3.0, and <laughs> proving that they can um, can sort of be there or thereabouts. But can they beat the Brahma Bull? Or will the Brahma Bull lay at the smackdown on Houston? It's San Antonio versus Houston. It's going to be a good one. They're going to fill the place, I think. Brahma's win. Brahma's win big. Oof. Okay. Well, uh, I, I mentioned that I've uh, you know abandoned the DC Defenders, the, the team that I was supporting in XFL 2020. I'm all in. Now on the San Antonio Brahmas, it's official. They are my my team in the XFL. And this is going to be a tasty game because not only am I all in on the Brahmas, they're all in on themselves. Jack Cohn at quarterback has been a revelation. Not spectacular, but a really good, I hate to say it, game manager. He was 16 of 24, 165 yards for three touchdowns last week decent enough numbers certainly winning numbers on the other side for the roughnecks i'm not going to enable you keep calling the oilers as much as it did tickle me (laughs) brandon silvers is being productive uh he had 173 yards and two touchdowns last week which is respectable considering we had no idea who the starting quarterback for the houston roughnecks was going to be going into week one neither of these teams have a running game going Both the defences are decent. It's going to be a close one. It could go either way. I'm going to go Roughnecks because I can't support winning teams, apparently. So, (laughs) And that's where Matt ends up going perfect 4-0 again. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) It's the the only game we've differed on this week, so so perhaps that is is what will happen. One of us are going to go um, either 0 or 4 or three and something anyway yeah that's how maths works um anyway i'm not sure that is how maths works you just confused the (laughs) hell out of me but uh you got the perfect record on the the games last week i got a perfect record in our next section the segment we like to call you bet This is You Bet. It's a segment in which we add to our predictions by presenting a binary choice, usually a yes or no question or an either or question. Works very well with the XFL because they they love an over under. So uh, we'll very often take the over under as, as part of our bet. My bet this week comes from the battle of the two and O teams. Both teams will enter undefeated. Only one will walk out undefeated. Battlehawks at defenders. My question is, who passes for more yards? AJ McCarron or Jordan Tamu? I'm I'm all in on the defenders, so I'm going Jordan Tamu. Okay. 
I am going to use my head in, in instead of uh, my heart, and I'm going to go with AJ McCarron. Based on the numbers we've seen so far, McCarron yeah. has been putting up more, uh, and I think Jordan Tamu is is finding his feet, but he's still struggling, and I don't think passing yards uh, are going to be uh, the, the way that he gets it done, because I did say who passes for more yards, not who gets more yards, so any rushing yards that Tamu gets doesn't count, so do yeah. bear that in mind. Yeah. Can't change your answer now. It's too late. Your question. <laughs> Can't believe you think McCarron's going to come into the castle and crash down the shields, or whatever they say. I don't think it's called the castle at all. Anyway, yes, my bet comes again from all four games, and it's now my almost famous over-under bet. Uh, so yes, Jez, put your chips down and roll the dice so with 133 points scored last week in total will we see over or under 133 in week three what do you think well first of all i don't have any chips uh, it would be unprofessional to eat while uh, on this podcast and uh, we're talking about American football, so they're actually French fries, not chips. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just thought I'd correct you there. This is a tough question because it was easier with 150 being the over-under last week, but now 133? Uh, that, that could be very close. So let's look through the games. Okay, so Seahawks... <laughs> Seahawks. Sea Dragons at Vipers. <laughs> you got me. Stop it. Sea Dragons at Vipers. I think the Sea Dragons could put up a good number of points, but not the Vipers. Okay, so we'll call that 30. Battlehawks at Defenders, 30 each. That's, yeah, okay, so that takes us to 90. Guardians at Renegades. Uh, no, not so much. Let's say 10 takes us to 100. Brahmas at Roughnecks. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So doing the maths live here with you, watching the wheel turn in my head, that little hamster squeaking away, I'm going to take the over. I don't think it'll be by much, but I'm taking the over for sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to go over as well, simply because we're now week three. Uh, quarterbacks, uh, receivers, running backs have all found their feet. Um, and, and we get this like one, two or three extra point malarkey, mm -hmm. which is... Very cool, um, which I like. They should employ that tactic and that rule in the NFL next year. Um, Roger, you're a clown. You won't listen. Um, yeah, go for it. Um, yes, could be a good week. Yeah, yeah, I do like the uh, the one, two, or three <clears throat> point conversions, but I get very angry when teams don't go for three. There's no point going for one or two. It's just as easy no. to score a three point as it is a one or two point. So just do the thing for more points. It's it does, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Like, just go for three. Go for three, damn it. Yes, go yeah. for three. Yes, it's 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 been a it's been a good um, two weeks of the XFL, Jazz. And, and before we do uh, say goodbye to the good folks uh, listening uh, on this the one hundred and second episode, have you enjoyed the XFL so far? I have from what I've seen, yeah, yeah. Week one I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh there there mm. was uh there were a few games that were a bit of a struggle to watch because the 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 offences weren't really there. It wasn't a case mm. of, oh, this is a good defensive struggle. It was a 
two inept offenses struggling, and that's not very entertaining to watch. Last week was better, but most of the games were at un- unsociable hours, so I was only watching highlights yeah. the next day anyway. So I'm excited to really have a good bulk of games this week. You know, three out of uh, three out of the the four I'm going to be able to watch probably. Yeah. Uh, at least the the Saturday night one on delay. So I think this is going to be a make or break week for the XFL. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like like you said, it's it's been too too unsociable. But this week we finally get a a good slate of games for us UK based fans. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it and and really getting my teeth into uh, to the XFL for for sure. Yeah, and uh, let us know out there how you're feeling about the XFL. Right? Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions. We've we answered a couple this week. We've still got a few in the bank. And we will accept uh, any and all questions to add to that bank and answer them over the course of this NFL off-season, spring league season. Plenty of time left before we have to do it all again for the NFL season in the autumn. So, yes, hopefully we'll get some warmth in our lives before then because it's bloody cold, Matt. Bloody cold. It is. It is. It is. Come on, on hurry up, summer. (laughs) We're going to close out. Thank you very much for joining us. As Matt said, on the 102nd episode of Two Minute Warning, it's a very big number. I'm fairly impressed with us that we've kept it going, to be honest. We'll see you next week for 103, because Matt, that's... How maths works. Perfect. We'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. It's time for you to say goodbye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs>